0: Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, good
3: afternoon, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor, taking your calls and your questions this afternoon. The number to dial is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000 taking your calls and your questions this afternoon. Had a great day recording some podcast episodes, so the Lead to Serve podcast is on the way. Uh, we'll launch it in a few weeks, no, no rush. Uh, we're going to put together, produce the shows, but I'm looking forward to season number five of the Lead to Serve podcast. And we really apologize for having so much time in between them, but my schedule uh, is super challenging, uh, and with everything that God is doing through the ministry here, my responsibilities, I just haven't been able to find the margin to stay on top of keeping the episodes regular. Like, so I can do a one here, one there, but then I can't do one here and one there. So it requires some creative scheduling. Um, but we got some done today, and we're very excited. So be on the lookout wherever you are. You can listen to past episodes. Uh, right now, uh, lead to serve, that's LEAD to serve. And it's all one word. Lead to serve. And uh, all the past seasons are there. The um, <clears throat> different topics, different things that God has put on our heart, very, very fruitful time. Um, would love <clears throat> would love to um, collaborate with you in you sharing it and giving it away. Um, But here's the thing. we got open lines, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. This is the time the um, lines are open at the beginning of the show. Um, They're they're ringing now, uh, but on this particular program... The earlier you call, the better chance you have of getting on the air. And if you hear a busy signal, just wait for a person to drop off, and then a phone line will be open, and you can grab that phone line while it's open. You can also text us. <clears throat> we have a um, we have a dedicated text line, which is seven two zero three three six. 720 336 0897. 720-336-0897. That's a dedicated text line. We also monitor that uh, and use that to fill time if we need to or to pray. It's a dedicated prayer line. <clears> 303 690 one line open. Welcome everyone on the Radio by Grace Network on Grace FM. You're listening to this live. I want to welcome everyone in Alaska. Uh, I heard that Radio by Grace just fired up their Alaska station. So I'm not sure what time it is up there. Um, probably It's probably Pacific time, isn't it? Um, but at any rate, shout out to everyone in Alaska. Uh, if you're listening on Grace FM, Radio by Grace, or The Way Radio, you're listening live. If you're listening on Hope FM, Truth FM, Higher Rock, and Living Water Radio, you're hearing it one week delayed. It's recorded live, and you can call while the show's on the air and talk to a live host, but you won't hear it until next week on your own station, uh, which you can't really tell the difference because you're on the phone talking to me like you're on a phone call. That's what it feels like calling a radio station. So it's not as intimidating as you might think because it's just like a phone call. 303-690-3000 is the number, 303-690-3000, Uh, We are going to head over to Maryland. Paul, welcome to the program. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh,
2: uh, My question is, uh, my wife and I have been talking about funeral arrangements, and the question about cremation comes up. Okay. I'm a little nervous. I don't see it in the Bible, and I'm just uh, worried about if I am cremated, I mean, I know the Lord can do anything, but of I'm course. just a little nervous. Do you have any answers for that?
3: I do. Cremation is not forbidden in the scriptures. It's not given a lot of attention either, um, but it's not forbidden. Um, I like to, I like to um, re- uh, repeat what my pastor used to teach us, and uh, he said something like, and it's not an exact quote, but he said something like, cremation does in 20 minutes what the natural processes do in 20 years. Uh, and it reduces our bodies back to the dust from which they came. Um, However, like you said, God is able, and He will be able, to uh, assemble all the necessary pieces of our unique bodies in the resurrection to give us our new body, as He did with Jesus. Um, But cremation is certainly something you can consider. It's a far less expensive um, way in our current society to deal with the remains of a body, you're not there anymore, uh, you won't be in there anymore, your soul and spirit will have evacuated that human body, and you won't uh, have a new body until you are reunited with a brand new body that God's going to give you, that'll have a one-to-one correspondent to the body that's buried, but the body that's buried will, whether it's cremated or whether it's buried, will end up becoming dust of which it came.
2: Okay. Okay, well, thank you very much. Enjoy your program. It's been very helpful.
3: Thank you for calling. God bless you. Bye-bye.
2: Okay,
3: you too, and bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. We're taking your calls. We're taking your questions, uh, allowing the Holy Spirit to minister to us uh, and really grow us in um, all that God desires to do. 303-690-3000. Let's see where we are. Um, we're coming back now to Denver, Colorado. Andrea, welcome to the program. No, she is not there. So I'm going to put you back on hold. It's Christina. Okay. I see that now. Christina, welcome to the program. Hi. Hi.
1: How are you?
3: I'm, I'm well, Christina. I'm sorry. I first called you Andrea, but she dropped off. So now it's your turn. I'm doing well.
1: Oh, that's fine.
3: What's going uh, first on? I want
1: to thank you for everything you do for us. <clears throat> you're welcome. In spreading the Word of God. Uh, my question is is that I've been hurt by people in the past, and uh, I've been trying to forgive them, and I pray for forgiveness, and I pray for them. However, how do you know when you're truly forgiven them, when, when you think of them, you still feel bitter?
3: Well, that's a good question, because uh, there's a couple ways to answer that. When you enter the word when you include the word bitter, that's always a red flag um, yeah. because bitterness is a particular uh, state and, and condition, right? It's, not, it's more than angry and it's more than frustrated. Um, it is, the, it is significant, like it's, you're still holding a grudge or you're still holding against them. So when you use the word bitter, uh, we want to mm-hmm. be very careful because that's borderline hatred. Okay. Um, but let me also say, though, that you can forgive someone and still have uneasy feelings about them. You can forgive someone okay. and still be upset with what they did. You can forgive someone and still wish it didn't happen. Like there's forgiveness doesn't necessarily mean you're not gonna you're you're gonna have butterflies and unicorns about the situation. And I don't want to minimize it, but I'm trying to describe like rainbows and unicorns, like. It doesn't mean you're going to be happy about it. Yeah. And and so I think you want to examine, is it truly bitterness that's coming up? Then that's separate from forgiveness, um, because if it's truly bitterness, then you need to take that to the Lord um, and ask him to remove that bitterness and to cleanse your heart and to help heal the hurt that you're carrying. And just like anything, if you had a broken bone, we would need time for it to heal. Um, yeah. but it will heal just like your anger will and your, your hurt will heal. Um, but not if you keep okay. reliving it. So, you know, how do you know when you really forgive? If you have forgiven someone from your heart, then you by faith believe that you forgave them. And every time a bad emotion comes up, you give it to the Lord. Um, every time a bad memory comes up, you take that thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Um, and okay. forgiveness is separate from reconciliation. So just because you forgive someone doesn't mean you're going to have a relationship with them because they could still be hurting you. <laughs> you know, they could still, yeah. you may still need to keep re- forgiving them. You may, in, one, in some circumstances, be required to live in forgiveness, like, repetitively, every single day, re- uh, forgive them. Um, and because every single day they're sinning against you. Um, but eventually, I can say this, Even with the worst of the worst, God does heal. Things do get better. And as you move on from forgiveness, it will be less and less. So one indication that you've forgiven someone is that you're not thinking of them 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Now it's just 23 hours. And then tomorrow it's just 22 hours. Like There's a healing process going on where they're not controlling you because you've moved on.
1: Well, thank you. Makes
3: sense. You're welcome. Did you ever, did I ever send you the packet that we give away here on the topic of forgiveness? No. You should read it. It's really good. If you email me at, ed okay. at edtaylor.org, okay. And just say, can you please send me the forgiveness information? Um, by the time after the show, before I leave the studio, I'll answer that and I'll just send you the list.
4: I would appreciate that. Thank you.
3: Yeah, and you can print it out. It's just a PDF file uh, that a brother uh, put together, and then we give them out by the hundreds here because it's such a good tool on the topic of forgiveness.
4: Yeah, well, I appreciate it.
1: Thank you, and I'll definitely do that. And I listen to you guys daily, and I really do appreciate everything you guys do.
3: Fantastic. We're honored to serve you. God bless you.
1: God bless you, too. Have a wonderful weekend.
3: Okay, bye-bye. 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000, where are we? Uh, we are heading over to Washington, D.C. Gwenny, welcome to the program.
1: Hi, yes, thank you so much, Pastor Ed, for taking my um, phone call. You're welcome. Yes, so I have questions about tithing, because as an adult, I have difficulty to tithe on okay. um, my full 10%. Okay. And... I just want to know, you know, can I gradually work my way up to 10%? Yes. Oh.
3: Okay. You don't have to give anything if you don't want to give.
1: Oh, is it in the Bible that says we have to tithe 10%? No. Oh.
3: I'm trying to shock you. I want you to think Yeah, that, I'm I am very
1: shocked right I want now. you to think
3: about this differently. So let me answer that question with some more detail. The, the giving of the tithe is an old covenant requirement. It was a it was a requirement within the old covenant where uh, the sacrificial system, the tithe was used to to help up the upkeep of the temple and to pay for the Levites and the priests. And it was required. Actually, the tithe was just the beginning for the Old Testament saints. <clears throat> they gave far more than ten percent. So that by the time you get you come to the New Testament the requirement for giving is no longer to the tithe. Did you know that? No. Do you know what the requirement is in the New Testament?
1: Oh, what's that?
3: Everything. The requirement in the New Testament is everything. The Bible says that we're to lay our lives down, give our lives as a living sacrifice, that the blood of Jesus Christ has bought us all. And so how does that translate now into our giving of money? Well, in Second Corinthians chapter nine, it says, So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, because God loves the cheerful giver. So just like Jesus teaching in the book of Matthew that Adultery is not just the act, but you can you can commit adultery by lusting after someone. And that murder is not just the act, but you can commit murder by hating someone. Well, giving now is about the spirit of the matter and the heart of the matter and what you've purposed in your heart, like where God has you. And the principle of giving of the tithe continues. So when we use the word tithe today... We're referring to 10%. That's what the word means. And that's always a great beginning of your giving. Uh, but if you don't want to give, then don't give. It's a heart issue, and it's a problem, and it's disobedient, but you don't have to give. It says right here, if you're going to give grudgingly, don't give. And if you think you have to give, don't give. Why? Because God loves a cheerful giver. He loves a worshipful giver. He loves you and I to give, not by counting it out, but by being faithful. And the tithe is important measurement because if you got a paycheck this week, then God has given you increase. And how are you honoring God with your increase? That's the real question. So my wife and I, we've decided to start with the tithe, but we give much more. Uh, we give much more. We get, The tithe belongs to the church. It starts here in the church, but Marie and I, we've tried to cultivate giving hearts. Um, And so, the answer is, hey, if you don't want to give, don't give. That's a problem, but that's what the Bible says. If you're going to give grudgingly, and not you in particular, but anybody, if you're going to give grudgingly or you think you have to, then don't do it. Keep it. Um, But you'll just understand, again, not you in particular, but those everyone listening in, a person will just understand that if you are selfish and... um, you know, stingy with money, you'll never have enough. You you won't, if you don't learn how to use money by honoring God first, then you'll mm-hmm. never have enough. So let's go back to your original question: Can you build up to a tithe? Yes. Um, should you examine your finances? Yes. Like, should you tithe before you get a Starbucks coffee? Yes, you should give to the Lord first. It's the first fruits. But we know that there are med- there are financial issues and financial challenges. The Lord knows that. He knows your heart. He knows what kind of challenges you face. Um, remember, even the widow, she only gave a couple of pennies. But remember, a couple of pennies was like most of what she owned because her heart was so in tune with the Lord. And so you can look at your giving rather than doing the math and just like, Lord, what do you want me to do? And this is what I want to do.
1: Yes. Okay. Um, yes, I watch your videos, and I listen daily, and, um, and you know, I'm just trying to increase my faith. That's awesome. And to be a better Christian. Good. And I read my Bible, so I'm just really trying to, um, you know, better myself and have self-improvement and, you know, live my life for the Lord.
3: Well, giving is an easy way to do that, because it's easy. It doesn't take any effort. Like if we can't do the easy things, how do we think we're going to do the hard things? Um, so let's talk about your budget a little bit, okay? do don't, I don't need to know yeah. numbers or anything. I'm not asking for that. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about your budget because a lot of times people will say, I can't give because I can't pay my bills. And mm-hmm. so the real question is, well, what kind of bills do you have? Um, because there are real bills like the electric bill and like the gas bill, like keeping things mm-hmm. a roof over your head. And then there's all kinds of credit card bills and party bills and, you know, things that should come second to giving unto the Lord. And so you want to be able to look at your budget and go, okay, well, I'm just in a bad place right now, Lord, and I need to get out of debt. And and Lord, I need, and you just begin to pray for God to provide so that your household can be in order. So you, you and again, I'm not speaking about you in particular, but it could be you where, mm-hmm. like, I just need to get my house in order. and I got too many bills that I shouldn't have. Um, but some are necessary. Like if, if you, it, like this month, if you had 50 bucks left over after, uh, you have 50 bucks to give and you have a $50 electric bill or you're going to give that unto the Lord, um, you're going to have to pray because um, it's cold outside and God mm-hmm. is merciful and compassionate. And I don't believe you'd be in disobedience if you paid your electric bill so that you can keep your house warm. Even as you're saying, Lord, you know my heart. I don't want to hold back from you, but you know but my kids need heat. Um, and there's nothing noble about making everybody freeze to death while you're giving unto the Lord. God knows that your condition. He meets you where you are. And... If you're taking, and again, I don't want to say you in particular, I keep saying you, but if someone wants to take that 50 bucks and go buy a six pack, a 12 pack of beer and go buy a, you know, whatever, and I'm not going to give because I'm going to, well, you know, that's a hard issue, isn't it? Those are two different yeah. things. Um, and so I think that what we do is we come to the Lord and we we remember that He's merciful and compassionate and He wants you to give. And he's going to provide for you to give. And what we may need to learn is how to be faithful with what he's given us. And I try to teach my kids from a young age, give it first. Don't give it last. Because if you learn to give your tied to the Lord last, you'll never have enough. You always got to give it first. You got to learn how to live on the money, you know, let's say it's just a tithe and people will complain. I can't believe it. i got to give 10% to the church, 10% to the church. But another way of thinking of that is, wow, God is so gracious to let us use 90%. Wow. Well,
1: yeah.
3: And, and so it's a hard issue. That's all. I wanted to give you those answers to shock you, but I wanted to, I wanted you shocked so I could think, get you out of your regular thinking so that we could really talk about the heart of the matter. It is God's will for you to give. It is God's will for you to give faithfully. He's not unreasonable. There's nothing noble about making the kids freeze to death because you're giving to a church or a ministry. No, pay the electric bill, keep your kids warm, and then diligently seek how you might get to the place where you can do both.
1: Okay. So is like, so. let's say I'm in a situation where, you know, I can afford to give 10%, but it just feels like there's this. I don't know what some sort of restraint that makes me want to hold on to it or something. Is there some sort of like, should I be praying for faith? Because I don't want to be like that.
3: No, that's a good question. That's a really good question. And the answer might shock you. I'm in the mode (laughs) of shocking today. (laughs) (laughs) So if you have the means and you have the resources, then obey God. Okay. And just go to the box... Uh, you know, or the offering or whatever, however it works in your church and just obey God and say, Lord, I'm doing... Uh, you don't need more faith. You already have it. So you can take that check or however you're doing it online and say, God, I'm doing this by faith. Thank you for providing. You're so gracious to me. And you know how nervous I am. And you know that I have concerns. and You know, I got ripped off at a fake church before or something. But God, I'm giving to you and I'm thanking you and I'm honoring you. And I'm so grateful that I'm in a place where I can do this. And so out of obedience and my love for you, God, I give, uh, and I'm asking you to honor this obedience in Jesus' name. And, you know, you're going to put the check in, or you're going to do online, and then you're just going to move on. And the new thing, the neat thing is, is that when you obey, it makes it easier to obey the next thing, and the next thing, and the next thing. But if you hold on so tightly and you're hesitant and you like, then it makes it hard to obey in other areas.
1: Okay. Wow. Thank you so much. You definitely gave me a lot of information that have valuable information and I'm going to keep on listening and, and keep growing.
3: Now, How exciting, Grinny. You're in a really good place. This is a neat question and the way you're asking it and the heart you're asking it is really good. I know how hard it is. Money is it, We've just been conditioned in our culture, to value money so highly. But it's not just our culture. Remember Jesus said no man no one can serve two masters? So even in Jesus day money was a big deal. It's just something about us. And the neat thing about giving is like it's not like God needs our money. He doesn't need our money. He's not trying to raise funds. I know some churches take advantage of that and they manipulate people and they should repent of their sins because God doesn't want us manipulating. He wants us teaching his word and his spirit will lead people to do what they're supposed to do. And but because it's been so twisted in our culture today because it's become so, you know, people getting ripped off and pastors are buying jets and all this nonsense, um we we want to hold on to everything. And and yet it what it does is it squeezes out. God doesn't he doesn't use giving as a fundraiser, he uses giving to raise his kids, just like I did with my kids. I wanted them to teach I wanted to teach them that God has blessed them, and one way that they can demonstrate that is by giving and so we were like we were um, i don 't want to say strict, but I guess I, they would probably say we were strict like everything we wanted them to give 10%. And one time they thought they got away with it because they got gift cards. We made them cash them out and give 10%. Because it was increase, right? It was God's blessing in their life. It was a gift. It was something, look, every increase the children of Israel were to use of their increase. And I just wanted my kids, now Now that they're older, I don't know if they give. I don't have any idea. I, I, I think they do and I hope they do. But now that they're adults, it's not my business anymore. It's their business.
1: Okay. Wow. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I think that would be great because for my kids, I can also be an example.
3: Yes, you can. And then you can give him the glory. Like like you give and then maybe you get a hardship or something. or And he's just like, no, look at how God provided. Look what he did. Um, like there's so much that can come through obedience. But like the way you started with the call, the how you... How what brought you to call, that hesitancy, and I'm not sure, there's no power in giving, there's no testimony that to tell your kids.
1: Yeah, and I don't want to be that example.
3: No, we're all growing. We're all growing. The Lord's so good to us. He's so gracious. And none of us hit a home run every time. None of us hit a grand slam. A lot of times we strike out, um, you know, and we fail, we fall on our face. But, you know, they pay uh, major league baseball players millions of dollars to strike out a third of the time. So... Um, God is gracious with us. He, he doesn't give up on us. Um, you know, he doesn't give up. He keeps growing us up into the image of Christ.
1: Wow. Thank you so much for answering my question. And, um, I, I'm going to make sure that I, uh, because I was taking some notes and, um, I'll definitely call back if I have more questions.
3: Okay. And I did a series on giving, uh, on our website or on our app because um, we teach through the Bible verse by verse so I taught on second Corinthians chapter 9 and if you go to our website or our app you can find those studies under the archive messages and you can hear a more detailed teaching on giving more than just a radio answer um, that will also help you understand what the Bible says about giving all right
1: perfect I'll, I'll look and I'll try to find the archive messages on the YouTube channel
3: uh, or is it, on it the probably It'll be harder to find them on YouTube because I don't know if we have everything up on YouTube yet, but if you go to calvaryco.church okay. And under the messages tab, I think is here I'm going to look at it for you. Oh, and if you have any problems just email me, I can find them for you. It's not um if it if it's hard to navigate through, just email me, I can link them to you. But I'm I'm pulling up the website now. Um and it's later in the day, so it's a little bit slower. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's not pulling up at all. So no, here it comes. Is yours pulling up, Kevin? Okay. It says messages. So it says messages, then go to view all messages, then okay. New Testament, then Second Corinthians nine. New
1: Testament. Okay. Perfect. You'll find them, but it um, won't well, be it, It'll you, be Kevin. very easy. Okay, and I'm looking forward, I'll go um, review those, and I'm looking forward to it, and thank you so much, because, you know, your messages have helped me so much, and um, I'll definitely be calling back.
3: Okay, I look forward to hearing it.
1: Thank you so much,
3: Pastor Ed. Okay, bye-bye. That's so cool, we get to minister in Washington, D.C. Thank you, Radio by Grace, and Bill Gim and the whole team there. Thank you, guys. Um, We take these little things for granted, But, man, we just ministered to someone in Washington, D.C. That's kind of cool. 303-690-3000. Ah, who is this? We're coming from D.C. back to Aurora. Our friend. uh, Let's see. Her name is uh, Bianca. Bianca, i got to put you on hold. I didn't hear the music. Stay with me. I'm going to get you... uh the music just snuck up on me.
0: Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now.
3: Hey, welcome back everyone to the second half of today's program want to welcome everyone listening from around the country, even around the world, online. We're a call-in radio show, that's what we are, Calvary Live, coming to you live from the studios here at Grace FM in Aurora, Colorado. If you're not listening live, you're listening to a program that was recorded live and broadcasted one week later, so everyone other than Grace FM, Radio by Grace, and The Way Radio, you're listening to this one week delayed, but we're glad that you're here, call while the show is on. Talk to me live and then listen to yourself next week on the radio 303 six nine zero three thousand before I have any introductory comments for the second half I want to go back and pick up uh, Bianca Bianca's with us in Aurora Colorado welcome to the program bianca
2: hello pastor Ed. I actually have a few prayer requests one I did mention to <clears throat> Kevin but the others the others I didn't, but I'll go with the one I said to Kevin first. I've been feeling really discouraged lately because okay. I, I've i been feeling like like the Lord hasn't really been answering my prayer requests. And yeah. I just really need prayer for endurance because okay. it's just hard hard not knowing if my internet's going to be okay and us needing an electrician to build a line from here to the phone room, which I know is expensive. and And okay. I've been dealing with some stuff emotionally as well, which has really been leading me to a little bit of depression, and the prayer request I didn't mention to Kevin is that I just feel like more people than just us need to know about this so you all can keep me in prayer, but I've really been feeling like the Lord is leading me to Australia as a missionary. Of course, I have no date or anything since it's just a prayer request, but I've just been feeling a strong calling to Australia, and I just like prayer that the Lord would just open some doors in his timing for me to go there and maybe like Joshua and spy out the land if necessary or or just whatever the Lord really wants to do with this.
3: Okay, let's pray. Lord, I pray for my sister. I come alongside of her in her discouragement, and challenges, Lord, on top of everything she faces. Uh, It's just one of those seasons where she's discouraged, wondering what your answer is, or discouraged by your answer of waiting, or slow down, or a whole host of ways that you are um, hearing her and answering her, even though it's not the way that she expected. I pray, Lord, that you would help her in learning how to wait on you, uh, and, and even even though we we almost always respond, wait, I've been waiting for a long time, and, uh, and and indeed we have. I pray God for this spying out the land trip to Australia. I pray bring before you the request about her internet and all the challenges that you would just put up, give them favor in the the building that they're in. That the building that they're in would um, put in the infrastructure for the rent that they pay, uh, and. Just, just God, something that would be righteous and fair. Um, and I pray you'd encourage my sister as she waits um, for that perfect timing and that perfect commitment, Lord. Um, you know, uh, not perfect commitment, but like that perfect surrender as she waits for you. In Jesus' name, amen.
2: Amen. Thanks a lot.
3: You're welcome, Bianca. Bye-bye. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand is the number. Oh, we're gonna head over to Greeley now. Is it Mila? Yes, that is correct. Hi, Mila. You're on the air.
5: Hi, how are you, Pastor? I'm I doing okay all the time.
3: Sounds like you have some trials, challenges going on.
5: Yes, sir. I kind of do. Um, I'm raising three boys. My oldest is in the midst of his own identity, um which kind of had him do a bit of um um problems to where he was incarcerated for a short period. Okay. Um we're still going to court for that proceeding and then I have a middle one who's in um um more of a deeper headspace of knowing what to do, what not to do, and then I have a younger one who's still trying to find his own identity as well, ages running from uh, 13 all the way up to 22, and my children, all three of them, so I'm just asking um, for, you know, prayers on on how to raise boys. Um, The fathers are somewhat in the home, but not all the time. It's I love for a reason of other uh, issues. Sure. Um, and I'm just trying to guide them, um, encourage them and have them try to go to God willingly without me forcing him. And God is a loving God, you yeah. know what I mean? And I love how you come um, on air or when you do like your sermons on the you know, on the air yeah. and it touches my soul. It's just, I wish it can touch my children's soul. So my prayer today is if we can find some kind of um, revival in our life, in our family, in our home, because the devil is attacking us. And I don't know how to fight him off. You know, I've been praying, I've been asking God to, like, reveal yourself, you know. This is a hard time for me to stand on my own two feet if If I need guidance to show him to to understand we do fall, you know, we're not perfect, but we also need to steer away from what brought us to that point. You know what I mean?
3: I do. And I think there's part of it is, part of it has nothing to do with you. Your adult son making his own decisions is not you. And... I only say that, not that it makes it uh, any less difficult, because it doesn't, but it removes a barrier that you might be blaming yourself or beating yourself up, making a very, very hard situation so much harder. Um, right. We need to release that yeman man so that he can find his identity. So kind of like the prodigal son, right? The dad just exactly. let him go. Um, and I don't necessarily mean let him go physically or anything I don't know the whole story but in your own heart going god you know I've done my best you know the yeah. tools that I have and the challenge but I release him to you um and I trust you with him um and and really physically mentally spiritually emotionally releasing that man to the work of god in his life and and then of course your the your younger one is she how old is she
5: I have three boys. Three um, boys. Oh, all yeah. boys, sorry. Yeah, all of them are boys. You're okay. My um, middle one is doing excellent. He's um, 16, graduated at uh-huh. an early age, very smart. Yes. Um, he's going to college at this point. Good. Um, he's not trying to follow an older brother's footstep, but he understands the consequences yeah. that lead up to certain decisions. He's too smart for his own good, which I'm thankful for. Yes. <laughs> but my med- my younger one is the one that is, um, again, trying to find his own identity, which he already found it. He's a wrestler. He's he's a top fifth national wrestler. Yes. So, you know, he's, he's doing good on, on his own behalf. You know what I mean? It's just now I'm like, how do I get all of them together and not be so quick to judge the first one. Do you know what I'm saying? I do. Like you know eyes. what?
3: Here's, here's, some, here's some advice or some help. You know, really celebrate in your heart of hearts the victory that God's given you with your middle boy. Um, let that be a salve and let it show you that you can see the difference between parenting uh, and decisions, right? Because your middle son— is, is assessing everything and seeing it and making wise decisions, and the other boys aren't so much, and you're taking all the blame for it. But the middle son's showing you that, man, it's, it's just... It's, your parenting has been the best that you can do, and it can produce a child that is... And a child that's growing into adulthood that is doing well and learning their identity and, and hopefully surrendering their life to Jesus Christ... Um, and, and so let that be a little more encouragement than it has been to you. Um, because it is primarily the decisions these boys are making, not your parenting. Father, I pray for my sister, Uh, the challenges that she's going through. It is more, you know, it's challenged. I mean, I mean, it's just like with these words, how do we, I mean, we, that we don't even have words. That's how hard it is. And uh, I pray that you would encourage her. That's really what she needs. She needs encouragement and strength. She needs hope, Lord. Restore hope into her heart. Restore to her, Lord, joy. Let her be filled with your Holy Spirit just to minister to her kiddos. And we pray for these boys, that they would come to know you uh, deeply. They would surrender their life to you. That they would learn from the consequences of their own decisions, God, that you would apprehend their hearts, God. And we pray they come to the end of themselves, that they might find you at the end. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
5: Thank you, Pastor. You are so, man, your voice and your talk is just so powerful. I appreciate you so much.
3: You're not a bad mom you you're not a bad mom you're doing the best that you can with what you have and you just you know you also in a very special place there's something special about mom and boys i saw it in my own home with my wife and her sons there's just a special bond that god gives just keep nurturing that bond um you know only only a mom can do that you know i can't do that yeah. with the boys but but my my wife can. So just keep nurturing that bond. And it's hard. I wish I could take away all the pain. But even in the pain, the okay. Lord's using it to draw you to himself. And, okay. you know, and make sure...
5: Me, I've been trying to be more obedient to the Word and getting him back to the, the grounds of when you guys were younger, I used to bring you to church. Yes. Now, it's my job as a mom moving forward in the walk with Christ that I'm bringing you all back again, you know? Front center me and my house, we will serve
2: the lord
3: and that that and that starts with you, you know that that's the only decision you can make and i uh, I think that that as you do that, just remember that the response may be worse. You know, the warfare might increase, but not because you, not because of a consequence or, or like a punishment, but because the enemy knows that a praying yes. mom and the enemy knows that a dedicated mom and an enemy knows that a faithful yes. mom is a powerful force in the hands yes. of God.
5: Yes, Lord. Amen. And I would like to pray for another person, but that's in a later time. Okay. He actually helped my son while he was incarcerated. Oh, and- wow. We'll just, we'll, we'll call back. Okay, I call back. And we just need to pray and, and ask for healing and protection and magic protection. Okay. So we'll talk to you later, Pastor. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you for the
3: time. You're welcome. 303-690-3000 is the number coming back to Aurora. Gloria, welcome to the program.
4: Hello, how are you?
3: Good, Gloria. How are you?
4: Awesome, Popsa. Awesome.
3: Fantastic. What can I do for you?
4: Um... I'm having an issue with forgiving my husband. Um, We've had a bunch of challenges. We've been together for 25 years. And um, my husband has been verbally, mentally, and physically abusive. And we've just now started some counseling. Okay, good. Um, We just had an incident, you know, just this weekend. And I elected. We're not even together. We're in separate homes. Um, just because I'm just tired of, you know, going through the same thing over and over again. And I love my husband, but it's just hard to continue in a relationship with him if the same thing is going on, you know, continually over and over. And he thinks that just because a month or two has gone by and nothing has happened, that that's okay, and it's not. Because I'm the one that's getting hurt behind it, and uh, I I want to forgive him, and I've tried in the past, and I have in the past, but it's getting harder and harder okay. to do that. So I'm just I'm struggling with that.
3: Well, let's talk about a few things. First of all, uh, in your separation from him, are you separate because he is continually uh, physically abusive, or? Um... Is it just you're separate because you're frustrated?
4: Um, it's all.
3: Because you definitely want to be in a safe place, 100 percent. You do not yeah. need to, nor should you submit yourself to any kind of physical abuse. Uh, you know the verbal abuse, I don't know what it is, and, and I don't want you to describe it on the radio. You can sort through with a professional what that is and how um, how to handle you know words and things, but physical abuse is non-negotiable. Um, yeah. you don't, you are not in any way subject, you know, really to submit yourself to any abuse, but again, a, a real counselor can sort that out for you so that you're in a safe place in a safe position. Now that's the physical side of things. And so you're in a safe mm-hmm. place. Now the spiritual side of things is, is this, the Bible says that we're not to separate except for a time. And in that mm-hmm. time of separation, It's for a time of prayer and fasting. Okay. And that we're to come together again quickly so that the enemy doesn't take advantage of the marriage. So that's a general statement. When I say come, uh, come together again quickly, I don't believe the Bible's teaching get back there so quickly so you can be physically abused again. That's not what I think the Bible's teaching at all. But the, it's a heart issue, like it's a mindset. God, I'm I'm desperate for my marriage. I love my husband. He he hasn't come. He, it sounds like he's making progress. If it's two months, but he hasn't come all the way, Lord. I need him to come all the way. I need him to see what I see. I need him to feel the pain that I carry. I need him, God, to forsake his sin and to love me as Christ loved the church. Like all the attributes that God gives in the scriptures, you can pray them into your husband. Pray them over your husband. Pray them over your marriage um, and while you are getting the kind of help that you need to see if this is possible. If he can't stop, um, uh, if he can't stop abusing you, then this is not going to be a good ending.
4: Right, right. And I've even, you know, I've prayed about it all the time. And I pray for my husband. Um, you know, I've even asked God for forgiveness if we should get a divorce. Because um, I'm just, I'm, I just feel like they're, I, that's my way out. But um, I don't know if I'm doing the right thing. And I think that's why, that is, there's no think in it. That's why I stay, because I don't want God to view me. As being a bad person because I do love him, but I just don't want to keep on being treated the
1: way that I am because I don't, I know I don't deserve it, but you know, for a while,
4: I've, I just felt like it was my fault, but I know that it's not, but that's Mm -hmm. just how I feel.
3: Yeah. Your feelings are huge. I mean, this is, this whole scenario has just really inflamed your emotions and they're all over the place, you know, from sad to scared to happy, um, And while it's a horrible place to be, it's normal for a woman that's undergoing the kind of difficulty that you're facing right now. And your husband is uh, is a a man that has a a wonderful wife, and he's blessed to have you as his wife, and he's blessed to have you holding on with all hope, and he's blessed to have you praying for him and waiting for him. And I can't speak for your husband because I don't know him personally, but, but I've been married 34 years now, and Marie was married to a very, very bad man um, um, named Ed, and, uh, and God changed me, and I'm not the same man that I was. Uh, God worked on the inside, uh, and yes, I, I agreed. Yes, I repented. Yes, I have a lot of growth, but I'm not the man that I was, and I know that's possible with your husband, Um, And I want you to know that God doesn't view you as a bad person. He doesn't see you as a bad little girl or a bad daughter. He sees you in Christ. You have the righteousness of Christ around you. He sees you as any dad would with his daughter um, that's being hurt by someone else. He wants to cover and protect you. He wants to give you wisdom. But it's a very confusing time. So I'm proud of you that you are seeking help. I'm proud of you that you have someone that's speaking into your life, that's giving you wisdom outside of yourself. Um, Because while we don't have it all today, we don't know what the future holds. We don't know how long of a future we have. But today, we're going to seek God. We're going to wait on Him. And we're going to make the decisions. Um, Like today, you've already made the decision. You're going to wait it out. So that's the decision for today. And you're going to wait it out in prayer. And you're going to wait for your next appointment. And, you know, maybe you wait another month and then your husband sees, oh, it's three months since I haven't. And it's four months and who knows what he's going to work, what God's going to work out. But as you give space for God to work in your husband, God will work in your husband. And what we're looking for is the response of your husband. Um, But you're right. And I want you to know that you are right. And this is what you're right about. You do not need to be subject to physical abuse. Yes. That is not is- God's will for your life. I appreciate
4: that. Thank you so much.
3: Father, I pray for my sister on this very challenging time, um, more than a radio program could ever solve, or even a pastor, or even a man, or even a counselor, or even a therapist. God, we ask you to intervene in Gloria's life, to grab hold of her husband's heart, that he might love you with all his heart, soul, and mind, so that he can love his wife, as Christ loved the church, that he can be a different man living in the fullness of Christ, all that you have available to him, not on this level of abusing and hurting and harming and scaring his wife, but rather loving her and nurturing her and helping her. And God, it seems today like it's impossible to get from point A to point B, but what's impossible with man is possible for God. So I pray for my sister, keep her strong and safe in Jesus' name amen <clears throat>
4: Amen. And thank you so much I am so blessed uh, by you and I didn't get a chance to make it to uh, service last night but I will be there on Saturday
3: oh good I can't wait it's gonna be a great weekend
4: okay thank right. you so much God bless you and thank okay. you for what you do
3: you're welcome bye-bye yeah, it's just so much brokenness and I can hear some of you on uh, you know maybe yelling at the Radio or texting me. What about verbal abuse? What about look? I don't know where to draw the line on that. I don't know what yelling is, what verbal abuse is, so I can't really speak to it. I don't know. You go, well, I can't believe, Pastor. Would you tell her to um, to tell somebody to live under verbal abuse? No, I wouldn't. But I don't know what it is and what the lines are, and so she's in a safe place, and that's what we need. She's in a safe place with hope, which is what we need. And everything is case by case, and so no in a million years, just so I can clear the air for you if you do text or anything, would I ever advocate uh, a woman or a man to be subjected to sinful abuse and if you would just give room that some things are and some things aren't, then we can get um each um you can get each um <clears throat> situation examine on its own merits and then you could give counsel but abuse is horrific and we don't want anybody to be subjected to it all right 303-690-3000 i got a text here that says i was on the app i can't find anything about tithing when you go to the app i'm going to pull it up right now when you go to the app you are going to uh, open the app click click and then it says scroll down where it says messages you're going to click that, and then you're going to hit New Testament, and then you're going to scroll down to Second Corinthians and you're going to find the studies on chapter nine. So I'm scrolling right now and it starts with second Corinthians chapter eight, Overflowing joyful giving, and then one, two, three, four, five studies on giving. Second Corinthians eight and nine. And I got them right here. I found them as fast as it was talking. All right. So I'm going to go through it real quick again. Um, open on the app, scroll down, hit messages, hit New Testament, scroll down, hit second Corinthians, and it's on, I'm, I'm using an iPhone, uh, the best phone that has ever been made. Um, so I'm scrolling on my iPhone and I can scroll down. It's all on the same page. So you don't even have to click anymore. Just go down to the study that says overflowing joyful giving in the midst of affliction, and I'm the I'm the um, master at super long Bible study titles. Um, <laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm not super good. I'm not really creative in that way, <clears throat> but I do have a creative team around me that's improving all that. So, um, at the end of the show, I'll text you the link and where you can start. All right, let's see where we're at. I'm getting back here. We're going to go to Wyoming now. Wyoming is Julia. Welcome to the program. Thank you. You're on the air.
6: Thank you. Um, I'm asking for prayer for wisdom. Okay. And perseverance. All right. Our family is just um, riddled with dementia. Oh, no. Um, Yeah. So we probably have three who will pass in the next, well, for sure, probably in the next year, but maybe much sooner. We're trying to take care of all of them at home as well as we can. And, um, I also take care of my grands and my in-law who would, needs a lot of care. And, um, I've just been diagnosed with early onset. And I had a, a procedure came back and I may have liver cancer. Oh. So. Some of that may be a blessing because I have prayed for a long, long time um, that—I don't know what you know about dementia, but the last part to go often is the filter that keeps you from saying things you know you shouldn't say. Oh, wow. Um, It's it's actually stored there, all the things that you deliberately choose not to do. And I asked God many, many times over the years, please— don't let me do that. Don't let somebody stumble because that's what's left. Oh,
3: wow. No, I didn't know that. But <sighs> that's a heavy but show so today. You're living a heavy life.
6: I thought that same thing. I thought, oh, my goodness, maybe I shouldn't call today. No,
3: yet. no, you should. You should because I think you're resonating just like you're resonating with the other callers. You're resonating with a lot of people listening and then even giving other listeners that may not be going through something so deep. They get a chance to hear the weight of what's coming through our churches, what's what's needed, what kind of ministry our pastors are giving, and and just real life, because this is real life. This is where the rubber meets the road, in, even in what you're facing and what you're going through. Um, so let me pray for you, because the show's almost done. <clears throat> Father, I, I pray for my sister, knowing that she's carrying this big burden, and even wanting to look at it from a perspective that there's some positive in a very challenging situation. So thank you for that optimism that you put in us and that faith that you put in us and that hope you put in us. And I pray, God, even as Julia goes for these tests and these biopsies and um, things that are going on in her life, that, Lord, it would be there would be a strength of healing, God, that you would heal her and you would strengthen her and you would help her and you would comfort her and you would give her strength for today and hope for tomorrow. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, we got to go. Thanks so so much, guys, for joining me today. We'll be at church this weekend. Come on out. Special message, special time of worship. Uh, It's going to be glorious. Thanks for joining me. The Lord bless you and
0: encourage you and keep you this week. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.